Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Third Time Lucky by Uckrider 53 From somewhere in the distance the faint sounds of passing traffic filtered through to me as I lay my head back on the sun lounger. Mingling with the chatter of people in the pool it formed a distracting noise that threatened to lull me off to sleep. The five-star hotel we were staying at was situated at the end of a short tree-lined driveway, hidden away for privacy but was, unfortunately, still close enough to the road for it to be heard. Sighing inwardly, I gazed unseeingly up at the virtually cloudless blue sky through my DKNY polarized sunglasses. Vincenzo was late, as usual, and it set me on edge knowing his tardiness was delaying the conversation I needed to have with him when he finally arrived. I had put the moment off for a while now, waiting for the right time but it had never seemed to come. When he had told me he had several business meetings down on the Amalfi Coast and suggested that I accompany him, I knew that the moment had waited for had arrived. I would have to do it. I couldn't put it off any longer. Apparently his wife was spending a few days in Paris, shopping, and rather than go alone he wanted to take me along with him. In reality it meant she was off with one of her young lovers and my boss was taking full advantage of her absence. Not that that's as bad as it sounds. While I did work for him at the company's head office in Rome, I have to confess that I was also his mistress and had been for the last eighteen months. It was a situation that I was about to bring to an end. Trying to relax, I lay back, letting the heat of the afternoon sun soak into my skimpily clad body. The tiny scraps of material and string that comprised my bikini did little to cover my slender figure. Two small triangles of red concealed my areola and nipples while leaving most of my modest 34B breasts exposed to the sun's rays. Between my legs another fragment of the same material just about hid my freshly depilate sex from view. My thoughts turned to what I was going to say to Vincenzo later and how he might react to it. Would he be angry or just philosophical about it? If it annoyed him would he fire me? It was all something of a concern to me being alone and so far from home. Scusi, signorina. Slowly turning my head, I looked over at the man who had sat down, uninvited, on the sunbed next to me, the darkened lenses hiding my blue eyes. Yes? Slightly annoyed at the disturbance, I made sure the tone in my voice reflected the fact. Perhaps you will permit me to buy you a drink? Studying the stereotypical Italian male in front of me, I took a deep breath. It was a situation I had found myself in countless times during my stay in Italy and had so far always managed to extricate myself from without too much difficulty. Bare-chested with a gold chain around his neck he was wearing the briefest of swimwear and had a smirking expression that made me want to slap him, even though he was a complete stranger. No thank you. Ah come on baby. Don't be like that. Maybe we have dinner later as well. No. Thank. You. I repeated my refusal making sure to state each word slowly and clearly. His expression didn't change as he ignored my rebuttal and continued to press me to have a drink with him. Getting angrier by the second I beckoned him to lean closer to me so I could whisper in his ear. Fuck. Off. Fuck you you stuck up bitch. 
My comment had had the desired effect, and I smiled as he stood up, snapping angrily at me before he stalked away. Ignoring the rest of the lascivious looks I had been getting from the men around the pool for most of the afternoon I closed my eyes and went back to waiting, letting my mind drift on to how my current situation had come about. To understand the full story, I should really go back to the beginning, the start of my time at university. I, Chloe Wainwright, arrived at university a rather naive and innocent 19-year-old from a small village in Devon. Immediately, I found myself totally overwhelmed by the scale of everything around me when I first set foot on campus. It was all so very new to me and doing my best to fit and I threw myself into fresher week trying to make friends and find things I wanted to do. That was when I met Connor McCarthy and my life changed overnight. On the Wednesday morning I was wandering amongst the various student society stalls in the gymnasium, all vying to get my attention and join whatever activity they advocated. When I saw him point six feet tall with messy brown hair and rather penetrating blue-gray eyes he was standing alone, manning a table that advertised the university's sailing and water sports club. I thought sailing was only a marginally better option than joining the college trains potter society, but he looked so cute that I just knew I had to talk to him, so I made my way over to his table. Hi, I'm new and I am. I wondered what water sports is all about. His grin when he answered made me go weak at the knees. I guess you've never sailed or anything? Sheepishly I shook my head and confirmed his appraisal of me. It turned out he was only minding the stall for a few minutes while the society's chairman had gone for a coffee so we weren't speaking for long. However, by the time his friend returned Connor had confessed to being a sailor and occasional windsurfer but, more importantly for me, he had asked me if I would like to go for a coffee with him. It was an offer I had happily accepted. If I'm being totally honest, I fell for him big time within that first half hour. I hadn't really had many boyfriends, and those I had had were generally the platonic kind. So the feelings he aroused in me were unfamiliar and more than a little exciting. Our friendship started that very same day, and I quickly found myself spending a lot of my free time with Connor always hoping it might develop into something more and finding myself continually exasperated by his lack of romantic interest in me. After a month I knew I was in love with him, without a shadow of a doubt, but he always seemed a little reserved with me, even though I thought of us as best friends. Everything I did to get his attention never seemed to work. I even tried sailing and went windsurfing, both of which I found I liked, but Connor still kept his distance and never made a move on me. Short of physically throwing myself at him I didn't know what else I could do. Doubt a few months went by in this way and frustrated by his lack of romantic response, I eventually agreed to go on a date with Dean Blackwell. Dean had a reputation around the university as being a bit of a player but, as I was trying to make Connor jealous, he seemed an appropriate choice. What I didn't realize was that he had only asked me out for one reason. I had inadvertently told a couple of my female friends that I was still a virgin something almost unheard of at university. Unbeknown to me this little tidbit of information had become fairly common knowledge and it was Dean's stated intention to relieve me of my virtue, with or without my consent. Our date wasn't anything special or expensive, we were both students after all, and he took me to a local pizza restaurant and then on to a bar for a drink afterwards. Dean Blackwell didn't interest me in the slightest. I was well aware that he had a bit of a reputation for playing the field and I had no intention of seeing him again. However, our evening surprised me and went relatively well. 
I even managed to keep up a sensible conversation with him for most of the time. Everything was fine until he drove me back to my lodgings. Politely thanking him for the pizza and the drinks I slid out of the car and started towards the front door of my building when he came after me. So you gonna invite me and then Chloe? A little surprised by his actions I declined. I don't think so, Dean. That was when he got more insistent and grabbed hold of my arm. Ah, come on, don't be like that. I did take you out after all. I said no, Dean. Raising my voice, I told him a little more forcefully, trying to pull myself free of his grip. Listen to me. He snarled, roughly dragging me around the side of the building. You're going to be a bit more appreciative. Do you understand? Shocked by his behavior, it took me a moment to gather my wits, and I barely struggled as I allowed myself to be led away. What are you doing? Let go of me. You're hurting my arm. Finally coming to my senses, I started to resist. Dean laughed. I'll let you go when I get what I want. As he said it, he reached for me and started to touch me through my clothes. To say I was terrified would be an understatement, especially when he started to grope me, fondling my breasts and then attempting to put his hand up between my legs. Please. Don't. Please. Scared he was going to rape me, I tried to push him away, sobbing and begging him to stop as I slapped futilely at his arms. He was much too strong for me, though, and I began to panic when he started to undo my jeans. You're gonna give me what I came for. He sneered at me. No, please. Stop. I don't want to. I knew I was too weak to prevent him doing whatever he wanted, and I was convinced I was about to be raped. That was when he was suddenly yanked away from me and thrown roughly onto the floor. Leave her alone, you fucking arsehole! What the fuck? Dean snapped, lying on the ground. I should beat your fucking brains out. Connor stood over him, his fists clenched as he threatened him. What do you mean? She's the one that wanted it. Getting up, Dean brushed himself off and tried to suggest it was all me and that I had been the one leading him on. However, Connor wasn't listening to his lies. Like fuck she did. If you come anywhere near Chloe again, I won't be responsible for my actions. Do you understand me, shithead? Sure, sure, you're welcome to her. Little Miss Prissy isn't fucking worth it anyway. Dean snorted, trying to retain some sort of dignity as he slunk away. Waiting until he had disappeared from sight, Connor turned back to me, pulled me into an embrace. Are you okay? I nodded, my tears soaking his shirt as I clung to him. I, I am now. Tipping my face up towards his, I looked into his blue-slash-gray eyes and felt myself melting, wondering why he didn't want me. Then he kissed me for the first time. For a moment I froze. My greatest wish was coming true and I simply stood there doing nothing. Almost panicking, I wrapped my arms around his neck, my heart rate soaring as it thudded urgently against my ribs, and fervently returned the kiss. I'm sorry, Chloe. It should have been me taking you out. He whispered as our lips broke apart. Not that piece of shit. But you, you don't like me like that. I mean you. You've never said anything. He kissed me again. I know. I've been in love with you from the moment we met, but I've never had the courage to tell you. You have. Yeah, I'm sorry if I've ruined our friendship, but I... Connor never got the chance to finish his sentence as I pulled his mouth down to mine and began kissing him desperately. I... I started and kissed him again. Love. I gave him another kiss.
You too. I finished by planting a final long scorching kiss on his lips. From that moment on we were together. My plan for the evening had worked, although not quite in the way I intended. It was six weeks later, and we had been a proper couple for all of that time. Although things were certainly becoming hotter between the pair of us I had managed to keep Connor outside of my panties, albeit a little reluctantly on my part. He knew I was a virgin and hoped that at some point in the near future I would let him take my maidenhead. However, always the gentleman, he was content to wait until I was ready. It had become our normal routine for us to spend the weekends together. So, it was no surprise for me to find Connor at my place when I got back in from my last lecture of the day on Friday. Not particularly wanting to cook I had been thinking about ordering in on the way home but waited until I got in to see if he agreed. Hey babe. I thought we might have a takeaway tonight. What do you think? I called out as soon as I closed the front door behind me. Great idea. What do you fancy? He looked up from where he was lounging on the sofa reading a textbook. I don't really mind. But not pizza we had that last time. I said after a moment before adding. And I don't want a curry. That doesn't leave a lot. How about Chinese? Dumping my backpack by the door, I gave his suggestion some thought. Yeah, that sounds good. Where were you going to order from? How about that place on the corner? What's it called? Peking Palace. I think I have a menu somewhere. It's okay, I got it on my phone. Dropping onto the couch, I put the television on but ignored the quiz program it was showing as I made my selection from the menu Connor had called up on his screen. The delivery arrived 45 minutes later and... Opening a bottle of wine, the two of us sat down to eat. Apart from responding to my boyfriend's usual questions about my day, I let the meal pass quietly as we ate and reflected on my decision. Once we had finished and cleared the remains of our dinner away, I cuddled up to him on the sofa to watch a film. Connor? The rom-com I had picked had only been playing for a few minutes when I whispered huskily in his ear, nibbling at his neck as I did. What? He tried to keep his attention on the screen as my lips did their best to distract him. I've been on the pill for a month now. For a moment he failed to register exactly what I had just said as I sat, grinning at him, waiting for his response. You've what? He suddenly sat up and turned to look at me, his face a mixture of surprise and expectation. His expression was so serious I couldn't help but giggle. I? I went on the pill a few weeks ago. My meaning obviously hadn't fully registered with him, and he struggled to say something sensible. So, air, does that mean? You, you want to, um... I mean... Leaning in to kiss him tenderly, I let my lips press against his, my tongue pushing between them and tease into his mouth. I could feel my body trembling expectantly when his hands slipped between us, cupping my modest breast through my top his finger and thumb searching for my half-swollen nipple. It was a few minutes later that, flushed and aroused, I sat back and fixed my gaze on him, my fingers twisting nervously together. I had made the decision to give myself to him completely and I was certain it was what I wanted. Unable to tear my eyes away from his I whispered, I think I'm ready. I'm in love with you Connor and I. I want you to be my first and take my virginity. Swallowing hard I could feel his dick growing to its full size and tenting out his jeans as it pressed against my side. I love you to Chloe you know that. But are you sure about this? I swallowed and nodded, biting my bottom lip nervously. 
I'm sure. I want you to, to fuck me. He kissed me, pulling me into his arms as mine slid around his neck. It was gentle at first, our lips barely touching but slowly it became more intense, his tongue probing into my mouth to toy against mine while his hands resumed their exploration of my body through my clothes. I could only groan expectantly when his hand moved up to cup my breasts again, caressing the now firm nipples that stood out through the thin material of my top. You, you will be gentle, won't you? I pulled back for a moment to whisper to him, my eyes never leaving his. You know I. I've never, I promise. He kissed me again. We'll go as slowly as you want. My response was frantic, my fingers twisting in his hair as I returned his kisses ardently, the dampness between my thighs growing with every second and soaking my knickers. Take me to bed, Connor. Please. I want you to, to love me. I pulled away and gasped breathlessly, desperate to finally have him make me a complete woman. Rising up off the sofa he held out his hand to me, gently pulling me to my feet and leading me through to the bedroom. Following submissively a step behind I could feel my stomach tightening with anticipation while my heart beat out a rapid tempo against my ribs. It was finally going to happen. Once we stood by the bed I slipped into his arms again, kissing him passionately, as he started to undress me. Peeling my top off over my head he discarded it onto the floor before running his hands down my body to begin unfastening my jeans, briefly breaking apart so I could push them down my legs to pull around my feet. I blushed and avoided looking him in the eye when I stepped away to kick my jeans aside, leaving me standing in just my bra and panties. With a grin Connor hurriedly started to strip off as well. Helping him to unbutton his shirt I ended up ripping it open, sending buttons flying everywhere, before unzipping his pants and yanking them, along with his boxer shorts, down so he was left totally naked. Oh my god, it's so big. I gasped softly, my eyes widening as I stared at his almost fully erect cock, my fingers automatically wrapping around his swollen manhood. I'm not sure. If it will fit. The only other pricks I had seen before were on the few porn videos I had watched and while my boyfriend wasn't as big as some of them he certainly wasn't the smallest either. With a solid length of seven inches and a girth of around five inch, he looked and felt huge in the flesh and I had serious concerns about him fitting inside me. Don't worry, Chloe. It'll be okay, I promise. Drawing me back towards him his lips found mine again. I'll go as slowly as you want. Fumbling at my plain white cotton bra he struggled to undo it until eventually I stopped him and— with a sly grin, reached behind my back to unhook the strap and peel it away from my small breasts. Shyly I avoided his gaze and hooking my fingers in my little white panties I slid them down my shapely thighs, giving a man a view of my naked body and shaven sex for the first time. My small 34B cup breasts were firm, topped with dark areola and hard little nipples, and stood high and proud on my chest. My slender frame tapering slightly into my trim waist and then flaring out again to my hips and pert rounded bottom. God, you're beautiful. Connor gasped his eyes large as he saw me nude for the very first time. No, I'm not. I'm too skinny. I bit my lower lip shyly, attempting to cover myself with my hands at the same time I protested quietly at his comment. Ah, uh, you're absolutely perfect. He gently led me towards the bed guiding me down onto the duvet. Trembling I lay next to him as he tenderly caressed my body. 
Running his hands over my breasts he took his time to tease the already firm, throbbing nipples before lowering his head to take them into his mouth. O'Connor! Oh my God! Oh yeses! I couldn't help but gasp with delight as he suckled on my swollen, sensitive teeth sending a surge of desire through me. While the sensations he was creating in me were familiar they were far stronger than anything I had experienced before, probably because of the situation I was in. I could feel myself becoming more aroused than I could ever remember being, my eyes closing as I moaned softly, one hand reaching around his head to pull his lips harder against my engorged buds. I knew he was expecting me to stop him as he slid his hand downward across my flat stomach, his fingers outstretched reaching towards my untouched womanhood. For a moment my body stiffened, my natural reflex taking over and I had to will myself to relax. Please don't stop. I want you, I whispered softly, taking my lips from his and looking into his eyes, wanting to encourage him to continue. It was what I wanted, for him to make me a complete woman and I shivered with anticipation when his fingers found my slit, touching my bare-shaven sex for the very first time. O'Connor, oh yes. Yes. Sighing with delight my fingers clutched his shoulders and I spread my legs wide for him, trembling as the dampness grew between my thighs. Tracing a fingertip along my labia he pressed lightly between my outer lips searching for my clitoris as he teased me unmercifully. I could feel the need growing inside my body, the embers already starting to glow as he stoked the fire building in my core. Hey. Fuck. I jerked, my painted nails grazing across his skin when he found my sensitive pleasure button. Slipping a finger into my oozing hole I felt myself respond eagerly to his intimate touch my juices flooding over his hand. Unable to stop myself, I shuddered, moaning softly and clinging to him when he wormed a single digit up inside my slit and started to finger-fuck me. Yes, oh yes, oh God. O'Connor. As I quivered with pleasure, his lips began slowly kissing their way down from my chest over my abdomen, pausing at my belly button before continuing down to the tops of my legs. Wah, what are you do, doing? Taken totally by surprise, I went to stop him. Uh. Ignoring me, he continued his assault on my body, tracing his tongue up along the soft flesh of my inner thighs towards my dripping sex. Connor, what are you? Running his tongue along the length of my slit from my arsehole to my clit, he interrupted my protestation, and I couldn't help but arch my body up off the bed when his mouth found my throbbing clitoris. Dinanig. Closing my eyes, I squealed and spread my legs even wider. Fuck. Fuck, oh fuck. Connor, oh God, oh my. God. The sensations he was creating in me were far more intense than anything I had experienced by myself and my hands tightened in the bedsheet, knuckles white. When he began to lick greedily at my pussy doubt I knew immediately I was going to come and, eager to climax before he took my cherry, I squirmed grabbing his head and grinding his mouth against my wet slit as he started to probe into my juicy cunt with his tongue. Yes, oh yes, oh shit, don't stop. Don't. Stop. My thighs came together to trap his head between them while, at the same time, I urged him to carry on with his oral ministrations. Erm. Yurg. Yuck. From between my legs I could hear the slurping sounds he was making even though they were almost completely muffled by my pussy, as I forced my quim up against his mouth. 
Every nerve ending in my body felt like it was on fire and I shuddered uncontrollably as wave after wave of sheer delight raced through me. Point one minute I was climbing the mountain and the next, almost without warning, I came, my body stiffening while my legs gripped his head even tighter as I screamed and jerked through a momentous climax. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, eh ha ha ha. He kept lapping away drinking the female cream that flooded from my spasming vagina until, unable to take any more, I slumped back, gasping breathlessly, and released my vice-like grip on him. Enough, stop. Please. I need you inside me. I finally managed to pant breathlessly. Grinning Connor wiped his glistening lips on the back of his hand and moved up my body, looming above me with his erection jutting threateningly out from his crotch ready to spear me. Unable to stop myself I eyed it nervously, the size of his manhood and the thought of having it inside me suddenly making me anxious. I love you, Chloe. If I was having second thoughts they vanished when he leant in to kiss me tenderly, whispering those words before pressing the engorged crown of his prick against my slick entrance. I love you too. I always will. I bit my lower lip, tensing slightly as his dick probed between my outer labia. Despite the fact I was soaked I still wasn't sure that I could stretch open far enough to accommodate his sizable erection. R. Are you sure you want me to do this? He gazed down at me and asked hesitantly that I nodded, still more than a little nervous. Yes, I want to feel you inside me so badly. I want to feel you love me. Just tell me if it hurts too much and I'll stop. Slowly he pushed into me, the bulbous cockhead slipping easily between my wet lips before it met the barrier of my hymen. Oh! I whimpered as I felt the tip of his rock-hard rod press against my maidenhead. Please! It hurts! Please be gentle! Staring down into my eyes he paused and kissed my lips lightly again. I'm sorry baby, it will only hurt for a moment. I nodded nervously my eyes open wide. Oh, okay. Just... just do it. Without waiting, he thrust into me hard. For a moment nothing happened, the obstruction only impeding him for a fraction of a second before giving way and allowing the full length of his tumescent shaft to enter my virgin pussy. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. It hurts, sis. I screamed, jerking violently, my fingers clawing at my boyfriend's shoulders as my body contorted when I was penetrated for the first time in my life. Fortunately, the sharp pain I felt when he first entered me quickly began to fade into little more than a faint ache, and relaxing slightly, I opened my eyes to look up at him that he was inside me and I could feel his hardness filling me up, stretching my hitherto virgin pussy wide around his thickness. Oh God, Connor! You're, you're in me! I managed to whimper softly, clinging to him dot my eyes opened wide in wonder, as I felt his engorged fleshy pull fill me before pulling his mouth down to mine so our lips met. With his dick buried in my moist slit Connor returned my kiss, not moving as he let my body adjust to having a man's prick in it for the very first time. Fuck me. Please. I'm ready. I want you to, to fuck me. Finally, I spoke again, swallowing hard as I hesitantly gave him permission to use my body. Easing his length back until just the head was lodged in my entrance he slowly pushed in again, my tightness clenching on every inch of his blood-streaked throbbing pole as it rasped against my sensitive vaginal wall. Repeating his actions, he gradually increased his pace and started to fuck me. 
holding himself in check and pumping his hardness into me with an easy steady rhythm. Yes, oh yes. Oh God, oh God, it feels so big. Beneath him I moaned with pleasure, writhing against him as he pistoned his hard length into me. Filling me with his hard meat again and again, the pain from my ruptured hymen faded rapidly and changed into a wonderful feeling of pleasure I had never experienced before. Our bodies slapped together, his arse pumping faster between my splayed thighs while I arched up off the bed urging him deeper. Taking every inch of his manhood in my dripping hole, I ground my hips against his as another, even bigger orgasm built in me. I could see in my boyfriend's face that his arousal was through the roof when my muscles clenched on his hardness while he pounded away at my eager, willing hole. O'Connor! Don't stop! I'm gonna! Gasping breathlessly, I clung to him, the climax I knew he wanted me to have, building rapidly to an overwhelming crescendo inside me. Any sort of cohesion rapidly disappeared and we lost any rhythm as we raced towards the precipice together. Connor now ferociously hammering his manhood into my squirming moaning form while I shuddered in the throes of a rapidly growing ecstasy I had never known before. Fuck. Chloe. I can't. I'm. Ah. He gave up the struggle with himself and sheathed his rampant shaft in me one last time his body jerking violently as his cock spasmed inside me, flooding my womb with a copious amount of his seed that he was still coming, spurting into me, when I went over the top like a rocket. I'm gonna see you mmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmm
However, in my heart I just knew he was going to propose to me tonight. It was something a lot of girls might be excited about, and normally I would have been the same, but not tonight. Tonight, I was desperately trying not to think about what I was going to say to him. It wasn't that I didn't want to marry him. I did. But there was another matter that might change his mind and I needed to bring it up over our dinner. I loved Connor for sure and always felt he would be the one for me. He was my soul mate and I was certain he felt the same way about me. But we were both just finding our way in our chosen professions. Him as a systems engineer while I was just starting to reap the benefits at the fashion company I worked for. Resigned to see the evening through whatever happened I finally pushed open the door and with my heart in my mouth went inside. Connor was already seated with a beer in front of him, and I sighed inwardly wondering how I was going to break my news to him. Hey babe, how was your day? He stood up, kissing my cheek when he greeted me and as always I felt my pulse rate jump and the familiar tingle of excitement at his touch race through me. These small intimacies never failed to arouse me and I wondered if he would still want to be anywhere near me after I said what I had to. It was okay. How about yours? Slipping into my seat I replied to his question while avoiding looking him in the eye. Yeah, not so bad. We're still having problems with the software upgrade but otherwise I'm good. His expression made it clear he knew something wasn't right. Is everything okay? I lied and told him it was and for the next few minutes we talked about our respective days while we perused the menu. Connor eventually choosing a chicken chasser while I settled for a prawn linguine. Putting off for the moment what I needed to say, I tried to relax and enjoy my dinner. We had eaten here many times before. It was one of our favorite places and the meal, as expected, was delicious. The kiwi and lime cheesecake I had for dessert was normally beyond exquisite but tonight it felt flavorless as my mind focused on the conversation we were about to have. Fetching our after-dinner coffees the waiter had just left when Connor started to speak. Chloe, there's something I quickly putting up my hand to stop him mid-sentence. I could feel my heart pounding against my ribs. Please, Connor, let me go first. Oh, okay. A little stunned by my interruption, he sat back in his chair. Go ahead, then. Avoiding looking at him, I put my hands in my lap and, taking a deep breath, I trembled as I nervously started to say what I had to. Work wants me to go to Rome. To the head office, to be exact. Well, that's great. You deserve it. He leaned forward and smiled. How long is it for? A week? Two? Air? No, it's, it's a long-term thing. It's for two years. They want me on a new team they are starting up. I continued to stare down at my hands, my stomach a tight knot. And before you ask, they want me to leave on Monday. T, two years. Monday. That's ridiculous, Chloe. What about us? I, I think that we should break up. Maybe when I come back, we could pick up. Tears were already streaming down my cheeks and I felt my heart breaking as I struggled to finish my sentence. Is that what you want? His tone was cold and distant as he stared at me disbelievingly. I nodded knowing I was lying. This was an opportunity of a lifetime and I wanted to go but at the same time I wanted Connor. It'll be good for my career and, and I'm supposed to wait for you? Is that it? I shook my head, sending my long dark tresses swaying back and forth across my shoulders. No, I mean yes, maybe. I, I don't know. Why Chloe? Did I do something wrong?
I've never looked at another girl, it's always been you. I still love you Connor, you know that. But this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. Even as I said it I wasn't sure I could go through with it. Really? You could have fooled me. How long have you known about this? I didn't answer. The company had offered me the transfer two months before and I had deliberately avoided telling him as I tried to make up my mind. This didn't happen today, did it? How long have you known? Two. Two months. And you couldn't talk to me about it? I? I wasn't sure that I. I stammered, stumbling over what to say to him. Do I really mean that little to you? Please, Connor, it's not like that. It's just a couple of years. Have a nice life, Chloe. I hope you get what you want out of it. Pushing back his chair, he stood up and snarled angrily. Don't worry, I'll get the bill on the way out. You can call it a parting gift. I winced as he raised his voice, causing several diners at the nearby tables to look up. Please, Connor, you're making a scene. Goodbye, Chloe. With those two words, he turned away and I sat, my cheeks red with embarrassment and wet with tears as he stormed off, stopping to pay for the meal before leaving the restaurant without looking back. Feeling like an absolute shit I gave him a few minutes, mustering as much dignity as I could and finishing my coffee before, as discreetly as possible. Making my own exit. He wasn't there when I got home to the flat we shared and I spent my weekend in a state of deep depression as I struggled to complete my packing. I tried to call Connor several times but he didn't answer and not knowing what to say I decided not to leave any message. I desperately wanted to take back what I had said on the Friday evening, but I knew how badly I had hurt him and whatever else happened, I was still going. Have you packed everything, sweetheart? It was just after six on the Sunday evening and I rolled my eyes before turning back to my mother. I think so, although I did leave out the kitchen sink. Very funny. Came back her sarcastic retort. I'm just trying to make sure you have everything. She hadn't said a word about Connor when she had come over to our apartment to help me make my final preparations for my trip, but I knew she was unhappy about the situation. She had told me she would clear out anything I left behind so my now ex-boyfriend could move back in or, if he didn't, I could rent the property out for the two years I would be away. If I've forgotten something I'm sure I can buy it there. I declared with finality, closing my last suitcase, resigned to going. What time is the taxi picking you up tomorrow? Eight o'clock, mum. I've told you a dozen times. Oh, yes, you did. She mumbled, struggling into her coat. And your flight goes when? Quarter to midday. I want to get to the airport in plenty of time as I've got all this luggage to check in. She looked at the three large bags and the two carry-ons I had. I hope your company is paying for all this. It's all been sorted, mum. You'll call me every week? Won't you, Chloe? I'll be worrying about you. I try not to chuckle. I'm twenty-five years old, mum. I'm a grown woman. I can look after myself. I doubt that. Too Tang, she gave me a hug. Parents always worry. You'll find out one day. We broke apart, and she looked at me. Are you going to call Connor? I shook my head. I don't think he wants to speak to me. I've sent him a letter about the flat, but if he doesn't want to move back and I'll make arrangements to rent it out while I'm away. My mother frowned but didn't make any comment. She liked my boyfriend, she always had and I knew that she was upset about us breaking up. Saying our goodbyes, she made me promise, yet again, that I would telephone her at least once a week, 
before she finally left and I could settle myself down for the evening. Ding dong, ding dong. The sound of the doorbell just before eight the following morning alerted me to the fact my taxi had arrived and I hurried to let the driver in. Knowing the complaints I would receive when he saw the number of bags I was taking. Fortunately, my journey went off smoothly, my extra luggage not causing too many difficulties, and it was just after 2.30 in the afternoon that I struggled through the arrival doors at Rome's Fiamicino Airport pushing a heavily laden baggage trolley. CHLOE Wakefield I had only taken a half dozen steps when I saw the sign being held up by the driver the company had sent to collect me. Introducing himself he relieved me of my bags and ushered me out to his car loading everything in the boot before we set off to negotiate the heavy afternoon traffic in the city center. It was a while later that I found myself standing in the flat the company was providing for me with my luggage stacked neatly in the hallway. My boss had given me a few days to get settled in. So it wasn't until the following Monday that I showed up at our head office building ready to start work. Good morning, Miss Wakefield. We've been expecting you. Mr. Colieri said you were to go straight through. An attractive receptionist greeted me as I stepped out of the elevator and, following her instructions, made my way along the corridor to Vincenzo Colieri's office. The company's charismatic CEO was sitting behind his desk and waved me into a seat as he talked busily on the phone. While he continued his discussion, I took a moment to study my new boss. I knew he was in his mid 50s. Tall and slim with salt and pepper hair and dark piercing eyes that seemed to see right through you. The world knew he was a self-made millionaire who had built his own fashion house from nothing and had married one of the most sought-after models of her time, Sophia Mariana. Chloe, welcome, welcome. He greeted me, terminating his call and rising from his chair to kiss me on both cheeks. We are all really pleased to be having you here. Thank you, Mr. Colieri. It's wonderful to be here. Vincenzo, you must call me Vincenzo. Everyone, they are all friends here. After exchanging the normal everyday pleasantries and reviewing what I would be doing he took me on a tour around the offices. Introducing me to the people I would be working with he spent most of the morning with me before leaving me to begin my new role. Settling in behind my desk I finally found a moment to breathe. Leaning back in my chair I gazed around me barely able to believe I was actually here. The first months flew by and I settled into the job fairly quickly, finding most of my new colleagues both helpful and sociable. However, life outside of the office was a little harder. I had made a few new friends and they tried to include me as much as they could but they had their own lives to consider. Given my limited social life I spent the majority of my time at work, really only using my apartment as somewhere to sleep and store my clothes. It didn't help matters that I was starting to miss sex. Connor had been my first, and only, in just about everything and had been an excellent lover. It meant that as the days and weeks went by I found myself resorting to my plastic boyfriend or my fingers for relief with increasing frequency. It was usual for the office to go for drinks on a Friday evening after finishing but this particular day I opted to stay and work. I had been missing Connor even more than normal, and, trying to put him out of my mind, I had been focused on something I needed to finish so I gave the regular social gathering a miss that I was sitting at my desk quietly going over some designs and wondering what I was going to do with my weekend when my deliberations were interrupted. Chloe, why you here you are okay? Maybe you are unhappy? You not liking Rome? Startled out of my contemplation I turned to find myself looking up into the brooding dark eyes of Vincenzo Colieri. 
Taken by surprise as I had thought I was the only one left in the office I took a moment before I answered him. Oh no, no I'm not unhappy. I'm still struggling with these new designs and I... I wanted to finish with them before next week. Ah, I see. He smiled showing me a set of perfect white teeth. Then may I be, how you say permesso, to be with you and try my poor English. Of course, I had quickly accepted... Flattered that the company's big boss was spending time with me and for the next hour we chatted about the work before he turned his questions to my life back in England. When he asked about any boyfriends I told him how I had broken up with Connor before moving to Italy and that since then I hadn't met anyone else. You miss him? He was maybe a little bit special. Sighing I nodded. Yes I miss him. He was very special. He had been sympathetic telling me how his wife was visiting her parents for the weekend and how, even for just a few days, he felt alone that I knew it was a lie. The whole office knew the rumors that his wife, twenty years his junior, took lovers. That was when he suggested we have a glass of wine to cheer ourselves up. Following him to his office I waited as he went to his personal fridge and opened a bottle of white wine, pouring us each a large glass. Connor was the only man I had slept with and I hadn't been with him since I had left England, taking care of my needs with B.O.B. or my fingers. While these were satisfactory in the short term I missed the feel of his cock inside me, so perhaps it was my lack of male company over the last few months which led me astray. Alternatively, it could have been Vincenzo's undoubted charisma or even the amount of wine I had had on an empty stomach but when he kissed me I didn't resist that and why mine said I should stop but my body just responded automatically, my arms encircling his neck while my breasts pressed against his chest as he guided me back onto his desk sending his papers fluttering to the floor. I knew Vincenzo Colieri was married. In fact, I had met his glamorous wife on a half-dozen occasions. Twenty years junior to her husband she had been a successful model when she was younger and still had the looks and figure that had earned her a fortune. Rumors had it they were in an open relationship, both of them taking lovers as and when they wanted, but I had seen no evidence to support it until now. However, none of that stopped me from surrendering to him, my physical needs overcoming every objection I could think of. Scrabbling at my skirt he dragged it up my legs until it was bunched. Around my hips while I feverishly fumbled at his zipper with one hand, the fingers of the other sliding through his hair to hold his lips to mine. Moving towards me he guided me backwards and pressed between my legs, forcing my thighs apart, as my clumsy attempt to unfasten his pants finally succeeded and I was able to push them down to free his now hard cock. Closing my eyes, I allowed my fingers to encircle his hot shaft, stroking lightly along its length from base to tip. Listening to him groan into my mouth I tightened my hold on his manhood, feeling the veins in his hard six inches pulse against my palm, as I guided it under the leg of my thawing and against my wet entrance. My outer lips peeled open around his bulbous cock head and I had a moment of sanity, realizing I was about to take what would be only the second cock to enter me. However, it was too late to protest or stop him and the thought evaporated as he pushed forwards and sank his prick into my wet very willing pussy. Oh fuck. You're. You're in me. Groaning in ecstasy I lay back on the desk, my legs spread wide, as I let him take me. He might have been old enough to be my father but he certainly knew how to pleasure a woman. Hooking my knees over his arms Vincenzo began to thrust into me, 
his slow deliberate strokes spearing his shaft deeper and driving me rapidly towards the summit. There was no restraint on either of our parts as he fucked me hard, any subtlety lost as our mutual lust consumed us. Yes, oh yes. Oh God. It's so good. Whipping my head from side to side, my hair covering my face, I moaned inarticulately as the wonderful sensations I had missed so much built rapidly inside me. Grunting and gasping he slammed his length into me, his flesh slapping loudly against mine every time he buried his erection in my welcoming sex. Neck and neck we raced for the finish line together in a desperate attempt to see who reached it first. Fuck! Chloe! Ah! Vincenzo tensed, his entire body stiffening, and sheathed every centimeter of his throbbing manhood in my clenching love hole as he started to pump his man cream into me. I! I'm! Coming, the feel of only the second cock to come inside me sent me over the top and I climaxed just a second later, my body jerking uncontrollably as wave after wave of ecstasy washed over me that we remained joined for a minute or two, recovering our breath, before my boss pulled his softening dick out of me. His exit followed by a huge glob of semen dribbling down the crack between my buttocks that a devastating feeling of embarrassment and mortification surged through me as I quickly came to my senses and, with realization hitting me, I quickly rearranged my clothes and made a dash for the exit. Chloe. Firmasai. Qual il problema? Behind me I could hear Vincenzo's voice calling out until I cut him short slamming the outer door closed behind me. Avoiding the bar where my colleagues had gone I hurried home to my apartment, my cheeks wet with tears, trying to reconcile my feelings with the intensity of the orgasm he had given me. Perhaps I should resign? How could I face him on Monday? My boss was sure to think I was some sort of slut. My head was so full of unwanted thoughts I hardly left the flat that weekend, spending my time cleaning, doing laundry and anything else I could think of to keep myself occupied. The last time I had come like that was with Connor. Connor, I was partway through ironing my clothes when, suddenly— I thought of him and realized I had been so wrapped up with my own shame I hadn't considered him. I knew we weren't together anymore but deep in my heart I believed that somehow we were destined to be and it felt as if, in a way, I had cheated on him. Be why the time Monday morning arrived I was a nervous wreck. I had hardly slept the night before worrying about what might happen when I came face to face with Vincenzo again. I had written out a letter of resignation the day before. Deciding that if things became too difficult for me I would simply quit and go back to England. Other than that my plan was simple. I would hide away in my office and do my utmost to avoid my boss and any possible embarrassing confrontation. It worked well until the Thursday afternoon when my door opened and he stepped inside, closing it quietly behind him. I think you are maybe not coming to see me, Chloe. My cheeks suddenly felt hot and I knew I was blushing. I err. Hi, you are, how you say, imbrazada about Friday. Yes? Yes. A little. My voice was barely more than a whisper as I admitted my shame. Perhaps we talk. Make the air clean, maybe? Yes, that would be good. Not knowing what else to say, I agreed with him. Excellent. He slipped into Italian. Then we are having dinner tomorrow, yes? Oh, I... I don't know. Maybe, good. We will be talking then. Smiling broadly, 
he disappeared and I sat back in my chair wondering just what I had agreed to doubt it meant another virtually sleepless night spent anxiously worrying about dining with my boss wondering what he wanted to talk to me about. Would he ask me to resign? I loved my job and it was my biggest fear after what had happened. The next day at work was little better. Unable to focus I got nothing done and it was almost a relief when 5.30 rolled around and, as usual, the rest of the office headed out to their regular bar. Using the bathroom to touch up my mascara and eyeliner I was back at my desk by six when Vincenzo appeared in the doorway, ready to take me to dinner, leaving the office. We walked in a fairly uncomfortable silence to a discreet little restaurant where he had reserved us a table. Here is okay? Yes? It was quiet, and I was sure we wouldn't be discovered by anyone we knew. Yes. This is lovely. Over an excellent meal we mostly discussed work and I could feel my stomach tensing as I waited anxiously for the subject of the previous Friday evening to come up. You are upset that we make sex last Friday? Putting down his knife and fork Vincenzo suddenly said without any preamble. What? No, I. Ere I felt ashamed. Spluttering I almost choked on a mouthful of chicken, my stomach doing somersaults when he finally started to speak about it. You are a beautiful young woman and I am feeling privilegiato to be making love with you. I blushed and poured myself another glass of wine, remembering how good it had felt when he had made me come. It, it was very nice, but, but what about your wife? He chuckled and smiled at me. She is not worried about that. We both are having lovers. The way he said the word lovers gave me the distinct impression he wasn't going to be satisfied with having me just the once. So she... She doesn't mind us having dinner? For the weekend Sophia is in Milan, maybe doing what we do now. Oh. I sat stunned at the ease with which he accepted his wife's infidelities. Perhaps you would like that we go to a hotel? A tingle of expectation went up my spine as I realized his intention in inviting me to dinner was for a repeat performance. Could I do it again? It had felt amazing when he made me orgasm. I really shouldn't. He was my boss. I knew I should resist and go back to my small apartment alone, but I found myself pushing the negatives aside and thinking about how good it had felt having him inside me. I... I guess we could. Agreeing to his invitation albeit hesitantly. I finished my glass of wine and found myself walking back to a nearby hotel with him. I knew exactly what he wanted and I also knew that I was prepared to give it to him, despite my reservations that we made love that night, Vincenzo making me come twice, first with his tongue and then again when he fucked me. I in the morning we did it a second time, my boss making me climax once again, before I made my way back to my apartment. Over the remainder of the weekend, I thought long and hard about what I had done and what Vincenzo wanted. The sex was fun and I wanted more even though part of. Me was telling me it was wrong. How could I face Connor when I eventually went home knowing I had been sleeping with my boss? Thinking of Connor raised another question in my head. I hadn't spoken to him since the night in the restaurant when we broke up. What was he doing? Was he with someone else? Unable to deal with those thoughts I dismissed them from my mind and became Vincenzo's mistress. For the next eighteen months I slept with him around once a week on average, unless we traveled on business. Then I would share his bed for however many nights we were away. It was a situation that suited both of us, but it was also one I knew would come to an end one day.
Asterisk, 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 Chloe. Vincenzo's voice jerked me out of the daydream I had been having and I looked up to see him standing over me. Oh hi, you're finally back. What time is it? Time we are ready for dinner. I am a little later than I thought. I tensed when he said it and I knew I couldn't put off telling him any longer. I would have to summon up the courage and speak to him tonight. Collecting my things, I wrapped my towel around my skimpily clad form before we made our way up to our room to shower and get ready. I wanted to talk to you, Chloe. It was him who started the conversation as soon as we sat down in the hotel restaurant. About? About maybe I make your stay more longer, now that you have two years here. It was a discussion I had been expecting so his suggestion came as no real surprise to me and I took a sip of my wine as I considered how to answer him. You mean stay here permanently? I've been thinking about that as well. So maybe you will be here then? Taking a deep breath I paused. I had made my decision some time ago so why did it have to be so difficult? No. I'm sorry Vincenzo I. I can't. I want to go home to England. He sat back, looking at me thoughtfully for a moment before smiling resignedly. To your young man? No. We broke up when I came here to work. I told him sadly. I guess that he's moved on. I see. When are you go? You don't mind? I answered his question with one of my own. Shaking his head, he reached across the table and took my hand. No, I always know you would leave. Squeezing his fingers lightly, I felt my eyes tearing up. I'd hoped I could go next weekend, if that's okay. We still have tonight? Yes? Pushing back my chair, I stood up and smiled, holding out my hand to him. Of course we do. Now take me to bed. I had been making plans and preparing to return home for the last couple of months. The tenants in my flat had been given notice. Some of my belongings had already been sent back and I was having the apartment decorated before I moved back in. All that had been left for me to do had been to tell Vincenzo, and now that was done I would have one final night as his mistress thought I was fond of him, but it was never love for either of us. He was married to a rich beautiful woman he adored and who I could never hope to compete with, even if I had wanted to. For me it had just been about sex, albeit good sex, with a man I admired and respected. The following Friday I said a sad farewell to my Italian colleagues and putting my last two bags in the taxi, set out for Fiumicino Airport. Like my trip out my journey back was completely uneventful. We took off on time, the flight was as smooth as you could want and my mother was waiting at Gatwick Airport to collect me. I can't believe you're actually home. Embracing me tearfully she told me, making it sound as if she hadn't seen me in the last two years. The three occasions she had been out to visit me in Italy and the time I had been home for Christmas, albeit for a brief three days, obviously didn't count. Well believe it mom. I hugged her back. I'm actually here and I'm staying. What are your plans now? She asked as we attempted to negotiate our way through the crowded terminal to get to the car park. I've got a week to get myself sorted at the flat before I go back to work, 
So I'll do that and then maybe look up a few old friends, I guess. And Connor? I stopped. I had thought of him many times while I had been away, but we had broken up and I never expected him to wait for me. I don't know. I haven't heard from him in two years. And he hasn't heard from you either. She tooted loudly and shook her head. You'll regret it if you just give up and let that boy go. Trust me. In my heart I knew she was right. I could never have made the right decision when I chose to go to Rome. From day one I had regretted losing Connor but I had also known that if I hadn't gone I would have eventually resented him, even though he wouldn't have forced me to stay. Getting home I dropped my bags and looked around the apartment with a sense of melancholy. I had shared the flat with my boyfriend until I went to Italy, which is when he wanted out of the property. With my increase in salary, I had managed to purchase his share and the apartment had become all mine. It had been redecorated after my tenants had moved out and clearly my mother had been in to give it a thorough clean before I got home. Home? I had never lived there alone and the thought struck me, making me feel a little peculiar. Could it ever be that without Connor? There would be time enough to find out I guess that I spent the first couple of days busily unpacking, doing laundry, shopping for groceries and generally settling back into my old surroundings. With my mother eager to help it was all done by the Tuesday night, and I was already starting to feel somewhat bored when I fell out of bed the following morning. Deciding to drop into the office I couldn't help but be thrilled at the reception I got. My unexpected visit was greeted with shrieks and hugs of delight from the girls while I got a few handshakes and a slightly more muted, but nonetheless enthusiastic, welcome from the men. Dragged into the break room I was inundated with questions from my colleagues about my time in Rome, all of which that I did my best to answer as I was made a coffee. That's it, we're definitely going to a pub on Friday for a welcome home party. Claire, one of my closest friends, suggested a night out, which was quickly met with a chorus of approval from all the girls. The loft it is then. Someone added, nominating a bar I hadn't heard of. The where? Don't worry, it's new and very suitable. One told me. We can find you a man. Another added. I'm okay, I don't. My feeble objections were shouted down rather rapidly and before I could say anything else by way of a protest it had been arranged. A girl's night out at the loft that coming Friday. Escorting me out of the building Claire paused at the entrance and looked at me with a serious expression on her face. Have you seen Connor since you've been back? No. How, how is he? She considered my question thoughtfully for a moment before answering. Let me get my coat and I'll meet you across the road. We can get a proper coffee then. I didn't really want a second drink, but my curiosity had got the better of me and I headed to the coffee shop, sitting down with two cappuccinos by the time she joined me. So, Connor? I prompted her immediately, desperate to hear what she had to tell me. Have you seen him? How is he? When you first left he was a total mess and I guess it was close to six months before he really started socializing again. And now? Is he, is he with anyone? It was a question I had to ask even though I was certain of what the answer would be and knew that I didn't want to hear it. For a long moment she waited, taking a sip from her cup, clearly thinking what to say before replying. He's with Olivia Pendleton. There. They're living together. He's with her? How? How fucking long have she been shacked up with him? 
while I had never expected my ex-boyfriend to wait for me in the hope I would eventually come home I had never expected to find him living with my former best friend. Livy Pendleton and I had been buddies from primary school but we fell out after she had tried to seduce Connor one weekend when we came home. Soon after we had begun dating. It was rumored that most of the guys we had been to school with had fucked her at one time or another, and she had ended up with a reputation as the local. Bike. About a year. Claire whispered putting her cup down. She started chasing him almost from the day you left but to be fair to Connor he wasn't interested in her, at least not at first. That slut always wanted him. She was jealous of us, of what we had. Well, she got him although. Claire stopped mid-sentence. Although what? She frowned and went quiet. And what Claire? I've heard rumors that she's back to her old ways. Nothing concrete, just gossip and tilt-tattle but you know what they say, there's no smoke without fire. Several thoughts ran through my head when Claire told me about the stories spread by the scandalmongers but I eventually decided it was no business of mine. Connor had moved on and stirring up trouble after all this time could only cause problems for me. So what about Friday? I changed the subject and we chatted about the upcoming girls' night before finishing our coffees and I went home, leaving Claire to go back to work. Sitting at my mirror on the Friday evening, putting on my makeup, I was on the verge of cancelling. I hadn't wanted a fuss and now, with the idea that I was being set up with some stranger, the planned night out didn't appeal to me one little bit. Perhaps Claire had suspected as much because it was just then that the entry phone buzzed. She had arrived early to pick me up. I wasn't expecting you for another hour. I told her when I answered the door. Just making sure you're coming. As if I would cancel. Yeah, as if. Came back the sarcastic retort that I had intended dressing a little more conservatively than I usually would for a night out but the moment my friend saw my selection she took it off me and headed straight for my wardrobe. Picking out a leopard print strapless top and a rather short black skirt she handed them to me. There that's much better. She grinned naughtily once I had put the outfit on. Now we're sure to find you a man. I don't want a man thank you very much. This is supposed to be a girl's night. Claire chuckled and put a couple of foil wrappers in my bag. Sure it is, but you need to be prepared for every eventuality. No. No way. I argued going to take them out. Grabbing my hand she smiled and winked. Leave them there. You never know when you might need one, or even two. Have you set me up? As if I would. Her eyes went wide as she laughingly protested her innocence. And it's time we were going anyway. Yes. You would. I laughed along with her as we exited my apartment and went down for our taxi. It was just twenty minutes later when the Uber dropped us right outside the bar. The loft was new to me, only having been open for six months, and I took in the smart decor as we walked in. Elegantly decorated in red and silver it extended a long way back to a large dance floor at the rear, with a bar along one wall the side opposite comprised of about a dozen larger tables. The rest of the floor space was taken up with small higher round tables that provided a space where you could stand and put down your drink. As soon as I entered I could tell this was the local pickup venue from the way the girls in there were dressed. However, I certainly didn't feel out of place. The revealing outfit Claire had selected for me fitted in perfectly. I hadn't been particularly good at keeping in touch while I had been in Italy and the six of us were soon settled at one of the large tables 
with a couple of bottles of wine, catching up on everything I'd missed. Wanting to know who had been dating who and such like it was soon clear to me that they were all avoiding the subject of Connor. Of course, dressed up in our skimpiest, we attracted a fair amount of male attention, and it wasn't that long before four of the girls had hit the dance floor leaving Claire and I behind. Politely refusing a couple of requests to have a dance we stayed sitting and continued to talk. So, any update on Connor? Have you spoken to him? I shook my head. No. I know I need to but I don't know what to say to him. Especially after what you, hi Claire. A voice from behind me interrupted what I was saying and I twisted around to find two men standing there. Hey Simon. My friend stood up and embraced one of them, kissing him on the cheek. This is Chloe, the girl I told you about. Hello Chloe, I'm Simon and this is my friend Mark. The guy my friend had kissed addressed the comment to me. Glaring at Claire I got an innocent smile from her in return and I realized why she had given me the condoms. I had been set up. So, I hear you've been in Rome for a while. Mark stepped closer and shook hands with me. Fortunately for my best friend he seemed to be a fairly pleasant and likable guy. Around five feet ten inches with light brown hair and green eyes he didn't set my heart racing but it was a night out and I wasn't going to spoil the evening by being petty and refusing to have a drink with him. Only half an hour or so had gone by before I was regretting my decision. Quickly realizing that Mark had a rather possessive streak dot he had clearly taken his invitation to come along for me to mean that I was going to go home with him. Within minutes he had an arm about my waist indicating to everyone there his ownership of me as he shepherded me to the bar to get another drink that I was in the process of deciding on the best way to extricate myself from the situation I was in when I saw him. Turning away from the bar, a pint glass in each hand, Connor McCarthy stopped dead and stared straight into my eyes. Chloe! Con! I barely managed to start to say his name, registering the look of utter surprise and hurt in his eyes. Mark clearly noticed the interaction and quickly pulled me away from my former boyfriend. Who was that? He asked jealously. Just someone I haven't seen for a long time. Well, you're with me tonight. Mark snorted derisively. So, what would you like to drink, babe? Just a white wine, please. Answering him as civilly as I could I glanced over my shoulder to see Connor looking back at me, his expression almost indecipherable. Nah, you need a double vodka to loosen you up for later when we get back to my place. Dragging me back towards him I shuddered, feeling his fingers brush along the side of my breast as he gripped me tighter. Sure. But I err. I need the bathroom. Making an excuse I slipped out of his grasp and went to find Claire. God, he's such a creep. Why did you invite him? I'm so sorry, babe. Simon said he was a great guy. Well, he isn't. I shook my head angrily. I'm going home and if you give him my number I'll never speak to you again. Stay, Chloe, I'll get Simon to get rid of him. I can't, Connor's here. She looked at me in surprise. Did, did you speak to him? No, I got hustled away but he saw me with Mark. Shit. Exactly. I need to go home and decide what I'm going to do. She nodded her agreement and I left, heading out to catch a taxi. Before Simon's friend came back. I spent most of Saturday thoroughly miserable, tidying the flat again, as I considered my former boyfriend and what to do about him. Did he know that Olivia was cheating on him? Maybe I needed to explain about Mark? 
Was it any of my business now we weren't together? Would he even want to see me? These and numerous other questions filled my head and I ended up going to bed early that night, totally confused about what I should do and without having found answers to any of them. It was early the next morning and I had just finished in the shower when, completely out of the blue Connor rang me. Chloe. His voice sounded hesitant. Hi Connor. Are you air? Are you busy? I shook my head and smiled at my stupidity. No, I'm not doing anything. Could. Could we meet? Maybe have a coffee? I was rendered virtually speechless but obviously agreed without any hesitation. Sure. When were you thinking? How about eleven? At Maggie's? He suggested a cafe we used to frequent when we were together. Okay. I concurred nervously already wondering why he wanted to see me. I'll be there. Hurrying to get ready I put on some mascara and eyeliner before slipping into the tightest pair of jeans I could find and a rather fetching vivid blue top. Doing a quick twirl before the mirror, I decided I was looking as good as I could, given that I had had such a short while to get ready and collecting my coat and bag. I set off for our rendezvous at the cafe he had suggested. I arrived at the coffee shop a few minutes early and found a seat to wait for him idly stirring my cappuccino as I, once again, wondered what he wanted to talk to me about. When Connor walked in through the door, my stomach tightened and I felt my pulse rate increase dramatically, the old familiar feelings that he had always aroused in me surging to the fore as I gazed at him. The thought of him in a relationship with Olivia Pendleton, of her sharing his bed, filled me with an unreasonable jealousy that I had no right to feel. Thank you for coming. He forced a smile as he sat down. I hope I didn't tear you away from your boyfriend. My pleasure, and he was just someone I met last night. I told him rather brusquely. And just so you know, I dumped him about five minutes after you saw me and went home, alone. It's none of my business, Chloe. What you do now is up to you. I swallowed hard, my heart pounding in my chest. He was right, but his words still stung me. So you wanted to see me? He fidgeted, looking somewhat anxious. Yeah, I am. I air. I saw you were back and I, look, let me get you a coffee and you can collect your thoughts while I'm at the counter. I grinned and left him to go to order, taking the time to get my own head around what I was going to say to him. Coming back with his drink I slid into my seat, pushing the cup across to him, as he started to speak. So, what was Rome? No, please let me start. I cut him off. I know you're with Olivia and I've no right to expect anything after, well after I left but, I broke off at that point as I felt my eyes start to tear up. How was Rome? Were you, were you seeing anyone? Ignoring what I had said he asked the question I wanted to avoid. I paused and wiping my eyes took a sip of my drink before glancing apprehensively up at him. I knew I had to be honest and I was scared about what his reaction might be. Rome was good. I learnt a lot and yes, I was seeing someone but it wasn't serious and I, well I broke it off when I decided to come home. I bit my bottom lip and gazed at him for several seconds as he took in my answer. So, why did you come back? Because I, I felt the time was, was right to. I told him, stopping halfway through my answer unable to find the words to say exactly what I wanted to. His mouth opened and closed several times, but nothing came out as he stared at me, 
clearly struggling to comprehend that I was actually there and trying to work out what to say to me. I'm being completely stupid I know but... I went to pick up my bag to leave. I'm so sorry Connor. I know you have a girlfriend and I forfeited any rights when I left but... I kind of hope that. Maybe we... Wait. Please stay. He reached out and took hold of my arm. You're not stupid Chloe. Not in the slightest but Jesus. Coming back after two years without a word and springing that on me. I... I didn't expect you to wait for me. I shook my head. I'm really sorry. You must think I'm some sort of an idiot. You're with Olivia. I... I'll go. I... I'm so sorry. Christ, I just wanted to know if you were okay and... Well, find out how things stood between us, but now... Now I don't know what to think. Pushing my chair back, I stood up. Forget what I said, I... I shouldn't have. That's easier said than done, but... I'm sorry, Chloe, but I need some space to work this out in my own mind. Without waiting for him to say anything more, I fled rushing out of the coffee shop and leaving him staring after me open-mouthed. For the next week I managed to put the matter of Connor to the back of my mind. Starting back at work I had plenty of other things to catch up with and to focus on. I debated calling him and trying to make peace with him, but, not knowing if he would be with Olivia or even if he wanted to speak to me again, I decided it would be better to wait and see if he contacted me. Struggling through to the Thursday I was in my office when Claire poked her head around the door. What are we doing tomorrow night? Air. Nothing. Wrong answer, babe. She grinned mischievously at me. We are going out on the pull. No, please, Claire, not again. I'm not in the mood. No setups this time. I promise. I'd really rather have a quiet weekend if it's all the same to you. Perching on the edge of my desk, she looked at me sternly. You've been moping around all week after talking to Connor. You need to get out and have some fun. By fun you mean sex? When was the last time you got laid? I thought about it for a moment. A few weeks back, before I came home from Italy. That's much too long. We need to get you sorted out. Sorted out? You make me sound like an untidy wardrobe. You know what I mean. She looked at me and smiled meaningfully. Unfortunately, I do. I responded glumly. Despite my rambling protests Claire remained determined that we were going out the following night and eventually I surrendered to her insistence and agreed, albeit rather reluctantly. By six o'clock on the Friday evening as I stepped out of the shower I was trying to think of any excuse I could not to go. I had only been with two men in my life, one I loved and the other I admired, so going out to pick up a stranger for a night of casual sex wasn't my idea of having a good time. Sitting down at my dresser I took my time and brushed out my hair wondering what would be a good reason to cancel on my friend out I was still trying to think of an answer to that question as I applied my makeup. A deep bronze eyeshadow. More mascara on my false eyelashes, eyeliner and a red lip gloss. By the time I was satisfied with my look I had a tight knot in my stomach and still no excuse. Dropping my toweling robe on the bed I slid a pink thong up my legs before turning to my wardrobe to choose my outfit. After flicking through most of the clothes there I settled on a white mini dress. Skin tight it came down to mid-thigh and clung to my modest breast so my nipples were obvious through the material. Wearing a bra was not an option as it only had a strap over one shoulder leaving the other bare. A pair of white strappy three-inch heels completed my ensemble and, 
after doing a quick twirl in front of the mirror, I decided I was ready to go. With a nervous half-hour wait before Claire was due I sat myself down and started to reflect on what I was doing. I had no claim on Connor, he was with someone else now, but that didn't mean I hadn't had hopes that we might rekindle our romance once I was home. Now, going out with Claire to find a man, it felt like I was cheating on him somehow. My time as Vincenzo's mistress had been different. Connor and I had broken up and were hundreds of miles apart. Even then, though, it had been six months before anything happened and I had had twinges of guilt about it the whole time we were together. I was still considering my situation when my friend knocked at the door, disturbing my thoughts. Letting her and I quickly grabbed my bag and the two of us piled into the back of her Uber and headed into town. Where are we going? I asked her once the cab was moving. I thought we'd start at apparition, then after a drink or two there, we can see how we feel. That meat market? Is that place still going? Claire chuckled. Can you think of anywhere better if we're going out on the pull? I sighed resignedly. No, probably not. My memories of the Apparition Bar Come Club were not amongst the best I had. Having only been there a couple of times when friends had insisted I go to whatever party it was I had always found it to be a real cattle market, filled with mostly older guys on the lookout for younger, available women. The place hadn't changed much during the two years I had been gone and as we walked in I could feel a sense of dread wash over me. The same striped wallpaper, now a little more faded, covered the walls along with the mirrored panels and although the furniture had been updated the bar still had the same uneasy feel to it. Loud music thumped out of the DJ's speakers positioned at either corner of the small dance floor in the center of the large room. Remember it? Claire had to raise her voice so I could hear her. Unfortunately, yes. She guffawed at my retort before asking. Drink? Let me get us a bottle of wine. Okay, I'll grab us a table. A few minutes later, bottle and glasses in hand, we found ourselves a booth and slid in, one of us on each side of the table. Does Simon know you're here? I inquired after I had poured us both a drink. Claire shook her head. Nope, and what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Really? I raised an eyebrow questioningly. It's not that serious then, the two of you? She shrugged. He wants to keep it casual so it leaves me free to do what I want. The pair of us clinked glasses and started giggling like naughty schoolgirls. What are you going to do about Connor? She changed the subject to something more serious. It was my turn to be noncommittal. I have no idea. I sort of hoped that when I came back we might. You know? But he's with someone now so that's not likely to happen. He deserves so much better than that cheating slut. Claire declared venomously. Talking of sluts look who has just walked in. She turned to follow my gaze where Olivia Pendleton stood holding the arm of a tall, dark-haired, and much older man who most certainly wasn't Connor McCarthy. Oh my God, can you believe the nerve of that girl? I frowned unhappily. Just keep your head down and don't let her see us. We watched as she disappeared further into the bar with her date before resuming our conversation about her. Perhaps he's just a friend. I suggested not believing it for a second. Claire snorted. And I'm a fucking mermaid. We both chuckled and continued our character assassination of Livy Pendleton. By the time we were done our bottle of wine was virtually gone, and we had just poured the last of it into our glasses when two men appeared next to our table. Evening, girls. Can we buy you ladies a drink? 
They were both quite a bit older than us, probably in their forties and formally dressed in suits, making me guess that they had come straight out from work. A bottle of the Chardonnay, please. Claire jumped in and answered before I could say a word. Coming right up. Don't go away, one of them said as they headed to the bar. What are you doing? More than a little annoyed I hissed at her. Getting us another drink. Came back her giggled reply. This time for free. I could have bought it. Come on, they don't look too bad. What do you reckon? Claire kept her voice low in case they came back. Sure, they're great. Now, can we go home, please? My friend chuckled. No. We came out to find you a man. I glanced apprehensively over at the bar. Seriously? One of those two? He'll look better after a few more drinks. Claire giggled lifting her glass and making me smile along with her, despite my reservations. Somehow I doubt it, I said under my breath. We had barely time to argue about it any further before they returned, one sliding in to sit next to me while the other dropped onto the bench seat with Claire. Hi, I'm Justin. Close up I reckon I had been right when I guessed he was in his early forties. About five feet ten inches with thinning dark hair and dark eyes he gave off a slightly over-eager air when he smiled at me. Chloe. My reply was a little more acerbic than was absolutely necessary. Nice name. What do you do, Chloe? I work in fashion. Designing and stuff. Glancing across the table I could see Claire was already talking quite animatedly to her guy so I, rather grudgingly, did the same. We had been chatting for around ten minutes mostly him asking me questions about my life and me fending him off with simple answers, when he asked me to dance. The DJ was playing an eclectic mix of old and new music and making our way to the dance floor we were soon gyrating to a fast song. I loved to dance and, enjoying myself, I was able to push thoughts about Connor to the back of my mind for the moment. So, how come I haven't seen you here before? Justin leant in and spoke close to my ear so I could hear him over the thumping bass. That's because I haven't been here for some time. As I answered I looked past him to see Claire had appeared on the dance floor with his friend. Really? Where have you been hiding for the last six months then gorgeous? Laughing, he said back to me. Almost shouting so I could be heard I told him. Rome. Wow. He looked at me in surprise. I could tell he wanted to ask more but the music was really too loud to hold any sort of proper conversation. So, we continued to dance for a few songs, contenting ourselves with yelling occasionally at each other. Drink? He leaned in close to me again and asked. I looked at Claire, so she knew we were done for the moment, before letting Julian guide me through the other dancers to an empty booth near the far end of the bar as she, and her guy, followed. Well, what do you think? Claire asked pointedly as the pair of us sat down while the two men went to get the drinks. About? Those two? They seem okay, don't they? I looked at my friend dubiously. Okay for what exactly? To have a few drinks with? Go back to their place maybe? You know what I mean. What you mean is am I going to sleep with him? I asked somewhat caustically. Basically, yes. I don't know Claire. I've only been with two men and I'm not sure I want to add to that list. You're still hung up on Connor, aren't you? If by that you mean do I love him then yes I do. I told her, the misery obvious in my tone. I always have. 
it didn't stop you going to Italy for two years and taking up with Vincenzo Cuglieri. Before I could respond to her comment, Julian and his friend, Ian, returned with the drinks and, handing me a glass of wine, he slid in alongside me. Thanks, I said, squirming slightly when he put his arm around me. Across the table, Claire smirked knowingly and raised an eyebrow eliciting a frown from me in return. If you've never been here before, what brings you here tonight? Julian inquired, looking between the two of us. I, Chloe here just got back from two years in Italy, and she needs to do a bit of catching up. Maybe even find someone to show her a good time. My best friend interrupted my answer with a suggestive smile. You don't say? It was Julian's turn to smirk and pull me a little closer against him. Sitting uncomfortably with his arm about my shoulders I let my mind wander on to the subject of Connor and what I was actually doing here. Could I really sleep with a guy I had just met? Why did being here feel like I was cheating on Connor? Had coming home been a good decision? When I had made my mind up to leave Rome I had been convinced it was the right time for me to do it but now, with everything that had happened, I wasn't so sure. I had hoped, deep down, that I might find a way back to Connor but with that now seemingly out of reach I felt there was little else here for me. Penny for them. Julian's voice interrupted my musing. Sorry I. I looked up and immediately forgot my concerns, at least for the moment, when to my surprise I found that, across the table, Claire was already kissing Ian. Slightly stunned I froze and didn't react when Julian pulled me round towards him, his mouth pressing firmly against mine. As his tongue probed between my lips I forgot where I was and who I was with, closing my eyes letting the kiss deepen. I hadn't enjoyed any form of intimacy since the last time I had slept with Vincenzo, several weeks previously. Unexpectedly I felt my body respond and didn't resist, allowing my lips to part, accepting what we were doing. It was just a couple of seconds later that I sat back, pushing him away, when the realization of where I was and what was happening hit me. You okay, babe? Julian looked at me questioningly. Air. Yeah. I. I replied with a nervous smile knowing exactly what was wrong with me. There could only be one reason for my reaction to his kiss? Connor. Shuffling away from him and taking a sip of my drink, I let the one thought fill my head. One way or another I had to resolve things with my former boyfriend if I was to ever find any sort of inner peace and move on with my life. For the next hour or so I tried to keep a little distance between myself and Julian as we had a couple more drinks and spent some time dancing. Although Claire was getting very cozy with Ian, I avoided doing anything more than have a slow dance or two with the man trying to pick me up. Why don't we all go back to my place? Julian suggested as another slow tune came to an end. I don't know, I'm not sure I... Avoiding answering him, I extricated myself from his arms and headed back to our booth just as Claire and Ian came to dance. Oh, come on, it'll be fun. Besides, it's just what your friend said you need. He continued insistently, following me. I think I'm the best judge of what I need. And I'd rather not if it's all the same to you. Ah, come on. Why not? Julian wanted to know as he slid in to sit alongside me wrapping his arm about my shoulders yet again. I just don't want to. I picked up my drink and took a mouthful. He gave me a hurt look. Did I do something wrong? No, it's not you. It, it's just. 
Before I could finish he interrupted what I was going to say and pulled me towards him, kissing me. His mouth molded to mine while his tongue forced its way between my lips. Closing my eyes, I didn't pull away or respond and just sat there, allowing him to kiss me. Taking my lack of resistance to mean I was willing Julian slid a hand up onto my chest, his fingers curling around my tit to grope my right breast through the thin material of my clothes. I can do this? It would just be sex. Why shouldn't I? Other girls do. As we continued to kiss, I tried to focus on what Claire had said to me about going out to relax and have some fun, but even then I was aware of the seed of doubt in the back of my mind. Oh fuck. Gasping into his mouth I gave up thinking and surrendered, my nipples hardening even more and starting to press out very visibly through my dress. Despite my concerns I was becoming aroused. Perhaps it was the wine or the fact I hadn't had sex since I had split up with Vincenzo and left Rome. Whatever it was. A virtual stranger's fingers were now sending tremors of pleasure through my body as he kissed me and roughly fondled my twin girls, albeit through my clothes. His finger and thumb quickly found the hardened bud pressing out through the material, and pinching it firmly he sent another flush of warmth down through my pussy. Oh! Shit! Shuddering with delight I groaned, my mouth pressed to his as, for a moment, I once again forgot where I was and who I was with. Fortunately, it was too dark for anyone to see what he was doing so when he dropped his hand down onto my leg and began to trace his fingers upwards under my dress, I didn't protest. Caressing lightly along the soft warm flesh he moved his hand slowly towards the prize waiting for him between my thighs. Teasing me unmercifully he took his time until, eventually, the tips of his fingers were able to trace along the wet gusset of my pink thong. Aya! Fuck! Biting my bottom lip, I struggled not to cry out too loudly at the intimate touch. Automatically my legs parted a little wider, my eyes closing tighter while my heart began to race and, encouraged by my apparent acquiescence, he hooked my thong aside as his fingers searched for my moist entrance. Oh yes. Connor. Oh God. Completely lost in what was happening I whimpered my ex-boyfriend's name into his mouth. That's it baby. You like that, don't you? Ignoring my words, Julian whispered lustfully in my ear. The sound of his voice jerked me back to reality, and opening my eyes I was immediately aware of exactly where I was and what he was doing. Stop, stop, get off me, I don't want. Grabbing his wrist, I jerked his hand out from between my legs, pushing myself back away from him at the same time. The fact that I was letting a virtual stranger almost finger me in a bar left me feeling used and completely humiliated. What's up, babe? Julian sat back smirking salaciously, lifting his finger to his nose. Maybe you would prefer to go back to my place, then we can be alone? No, I. I don't want to do this. Get off me. I backed further away from him, my voice rising and causing a few people nearby to look round. What the fuck? You were all over me just now, you fucking crazy bitch. He glared at me, clearly starting to get annoyed at my rejection of his advances. No, no, I wasn't. I, I don't want to. I want to go home. Pushing Julian aside, I stood up and, smoothing down my dress, I stepped past him. I'm going to go. I looked around for my friend, struggling not to cry. Look, I'm sorry, okay? Sit down and we can talk. He stood up with me, 
his anger very obvious now. I shook my head. I'm leaving. Just tell Claire I went home. Without waiting for an answer, I started to walk away, heading towards the front of the bar and the way out. Why the fuck are you going? He began to follow me. Did I do something wrong? I'm going because I don't want to sleep with you. I glowered angrily at him, my heart rate rising. Together we started to make our way towards the exit, a few people casting curious looks at us as they listened to my irate exchange with Julian. Why the fuck not? Grabbing my arm, he stopped me. Because I don't. I? Pulling free I stopped mid-sentence and stared at the couple partially hidden in the dim lighting by the wall in front of me. Oblivious to anyone around her Olivia Pendleton was wrapped in a torrid embrace with the man I had seen her with earlier, making it blatantly obvious he was more than just a friend. Clinging to each other they kissed passionately, her arms about his neck allowing his hands to roam freely over her scantily clad body, cupping her breasts and squeezing her arse. What? He asked before looking round to follow my gaze. Her she. Do you know Livy? Julian looked back and forth between Olivia and me as I continued to stare, his voice reminding me that he was still standing alongside me. Yeah, I did. We used to be friends once. No. She's a fun girl. Unlike some around here. He chuckled. Pity she's with someone tonight. I turned to stare at him. Do you know her as well? He smirked. Yeah, I banged her three or four times over the last few months. You know she has a boyfriend, don't you? Julian laughed. Why the fuck should I care about that? She's a decent shag, that's all that matters to me. That really says it all. Goodbye, Julian. I didn't look back as I walked away, taking my phone from my bag to order an Uber. It was just before ten the following morning and I had only been up for about thirty minutes when my doorbell rang. Struggling up from my kitchen table and leaving my half-drunk coffee behind I went to open the door. Claire, what are you doing here? Last night, and what happened? It was all about Connor, wasn't it? She asked me, leaving out any form of greeting, as she stepped inside my apartment. My cheeks colored and I moved aside to let her in, staring miserably at the floor. Yes, I whispered. For fuck's sake, Han, you can't go on like this. You need to talk to him and tell him how you feel. I know, but he's... Make me a drink. I haven't had one yet. Then we really have to talk. Ten minutes later I sat down next to her on my sofa, fresh coffee in hand. I guess you're angry about me leaving last night. She reached for my hand and shook her head. Not really. I knew you weren't into it. Sorry. I left soon after you anyway. Ian wasn't exactly what you would call exhilarating company. Claire chuckled. How was Julian? Like an octopus, hands everywhere. I shuddered as she reminded me of what had happened. Did you know he told me he'd fucked Livy Pendleton? No way. I saw her with that other guy so I guess that confirms the rumors that she's a cheating slut. Yeah, I suppose it does. There you go then. She grinned wickedly at me. Just tell Connor what you've seen and you'll be back with him in no time at all. Right. And what if he doesn't believe me and accuses me of causing trouble between him and Olivia? Oh yeah, I see what you mean. She replied after a moment's consideration. I guess that could make things a little awkward for you. 
Despondently I took another mouthful of my coffee not sure what I was going to do. Somehow I needed to talk to Connor but I knew I couldn't simply confront him with what I had seen. If he decided I was just trying to split them up it might have the opposite effect and he might never want to see me again. Claire and I continued trying to find a solution to my problem for the next couple of hours before she eventually went home, leaving me to spend the rest of the weekend catching up with my laundry and visiting my mother. With the matter of my former boyfriend remaining unresolved it was a relief to get back to work on Monday and put the issue of Connor to the back of my mind for a few hours. Continuing to struggle to find a solution I even tried to contrive a situation where I might bump into my ex-boyfriend on a couple of occasions. Purposefully I dropped into Maggie's coffee shop when I thought he could be there but only ended up even more disappointed when he wasn't. Coming in early on the Friday, I was already in my office when Claire rushed through the door, a big grin on her face. Guess what? What? I looked up irritably, putting down what I was doing. Connor's broken up with the slut. For a moment I simply stared at her, to stun to take in what she was saying. How? I mean what happened? Struggling to say something sensible I bumbled. How do you know? Ignoring my questions, Claire dropped into my visitor's chair, her excitement totally obvious. Don't you get it, Chloe? Now he's available. You can get back with him. Wait a minute. How do you know they've broken up? She took a pause to breathe. Melanie Bates told me. And just how did she find out? She's friends with Mia Farini, who's best friends with Lauren McCarthy, Connor's sister. Oh. I remembered the last time I had seen Lauren she had been heading off to university. Did she tell you what happened? Why they broke up? Claire's smile got even bigger. Apparently someone sent Connor a couple of photos of his girlfriend getting friendly with that guy at Apparition last Friday. Along with that they told him about a few other guys she was supposed to have been with. I sat back in my chair struck dumb by what she had told me. So, what are you going to do? She continued. Nothing. Nothing at all. What? Why? He's available now. Because if I make a move on him, Connor will think it was me that sent the photos from the bar and... Stopping mid-sentence, I stared accusingly across my desk at my friend as the realization set in. It was you? You sent them. Claire giggled and blushed. Guilty as charged. Open-mouthed I sat there not knowing whether I should be annoyed or delighted. So, what are you going to do? She repeated her question. I don't know. I wailed miserably. If I throw myself at him he'll suspect it was me and if I don't he might avoid me anyway because he thinks I did it. Oh, I... I didn't think of that. Now I was in even more of a mess over what I should do and, as Claire went back to work, I turned to gaze thoughtfully out of the window. Instead of solving my problem with Connor, she had simply made the whole situation even more complicated. Drifting through another weekend, I, rather subconsciously, found myself outside Maggie's mid-morning on the Sunday. Pushing open the door, I stepped inside, glancing hesitantly around, and found myself a little frustrated that my ex-boyfriend wasn't there. Dejectedly, I ordered a cappuccino and had just settled myself at a corner table when Connor walked in he looked across at me and smiled my heart immediately going into overdrive and my stomach twisting into a knot as I watched him go to the counter to order his drink. Mind if I join you? He came straight across to me. Or are you waiting for someone? 
Er, no, no one. I mean I'm by myself. Please sit. My mouth went dry and I managed to stammer an answer. Thanks. For a minute we said nothing and just sat there, both of us looking slightly uncomfortably at the other person, either of us sure how to start the conversation we knew we needed to have. I... I heard about you and Livy. I finally mumbled, breaking the silence. Connor smiled unhappily. Yeah, it's been coming for a while. It just took some well-meaning soul to tip me over the edge. It wasn't me. Blurting out a denial, my cheeks went a deep shade of scarlet. I know it wasn't. He smiled at me, sending a shiver of pleasure up my spine. You're not like that. Why did you stay with her so long if you knew what she was like? Now we had started the conversation, I wanted to keep it going. I don't know. His expression changed to one of confusion. I guess she just became a habit for me. Did. Did you love her? Asking the question, my heart lurched, hoping the answer wasn't going to be one I didn't want to hear. No. At first I liked her. She was fun and she took my mind off. Off of things, but no, it was never love. Oh, I. I just wondered. He grinned at me, sending my pulse racing. You're so transparent, Chloe. Am I? My voice was little more than a whisper as I blushed. Yeah. He chuckled. And to answer your question, it was always you. I never stopped loving you. You, you love me? My eyes went wide. Connor nodded. Yeah, sad, isn't it? Two years on and I still feel exactly the same about you. I gazed at him, tears in my eyes, hardly able to believe what he had said. No, it's not. Because I love you too. We went quiet again, both of us just looking at the other in bewilderment until he spoke. So, what do we do now? Swallowing the last of my coffee, I put my empty cup down and bit my lower lip coyly as I looked meaningfully at him. We could go back to my place? Connor stared at me and for a moment I thought I had gone too far and he would turn me down. That sounds perfect. He downed the last of his drink and stood up. Taking his arm outside the coffee shop, I felt a familiar tremor of anticipation running through me as we strolled nonchalantly back to the apartment we had once shared when we were together. I had only been back a few weeks and up until a few days ago, I had kept my distance as he had been in a relationship, albeit an unhappy one, with another girl. But even then the one thing I was certain of was that I had never stopped loving him even while I was with Vincenzo. Reaching the entrance to the apartment block, Connor paused. I'd better let you go. I knew he didn't want to leave but was giving me a way out, and besides that, I didn't want him to go either. Another coffee? I knew exactly why I said it, and what I wanted. Air, yeah, I suppose. If you're sure you don't mind, that is. Silly, I wouldn't have asked if I minded. Upstairs I left him alone in the living room and disappeared into the kitchen. I had just put on the coffee machine when a pair of arms encircled my waist. Are you sure about this, Chloe? About? Leaning back and enjoying his embrace, I barely stopped myself from sighing contentedly. About us, about this, about being together. I didn't need to think about it and answered immediately. Yes, I am, 100%. If you are? Yeah, I am, and just to repeat myself, I love you. I fluttered my eyelashes, my heart pounding in my chest as I stepped away and turned around so I was facing him. Then why haven't you kissed me? 
Time stood still for us as we stared into each other's eyes for what seemed like an eternity. Then Connor pulled me back into his arms and did as I had asked. Our lips met, gently to begin with, but then they connected with a growing passion as I surrendered to him. My arms slipping around his neck while I molded my body to his so tightly I was sure he would feel the frenetic beating of my heart. If I hadn't been certain of what my intentions were as we walked home, I most definitely was now. Unable to stop myself, I kissed him again and again, peppering his mouth with them as I refused to release my hold on him. Fortunately for me, his hands were pinning me against him as well, caressing me and cupping my bottom. Did he still love me? He said he did. Is this too soon after Olivia? Forcing the negative thoughts that came into my head away I let the sensations that he was creating inside me take control and, ignoring any semblance of reason, I knew I was determined to give myself to him. I want you so much. Take me to bed. Pulling my lips from his eye murmured in his ear, trying to sound as seductive as I could, scooping me into his arms as if I weighed nothing he kissed me gently and carried me towards the bedroom. You haven't forgotten where it is then. I giggled wrapping my arms a little tighter around his neck as he shoved the door open with his foot. Standing me down he looked into my eyes. Are you really sure Chloe? We can wait if. If you want and stop right there. I want you. I went on tiptoe and kissed him again, cutting him off mid-sentence. I've missed you so much and I want you to make love to me. I knew there were things we needed to talk about to get into the open and discuss but right now I needed him so badly I knew I couldn't stop even if I had tried. So instead, I dragged his lips down to mine and let my mouth start to hungrily devour his dot as we kissed we slowly started to undress each other, my hands exploring as they undid the buttons on his shirt, only pausing in their work to allow him to pull my top off over my head dot my jeans went next, his fingers dragging down my zipper so that, stepping away from him for a moment, I could wriggle them down my legs to pull around my feet. Do you still like? I asked a little self-consciously, kicking them aside and standing before him in just my plain white bra and panties. Putting his finger under my chin he tilted my face up so I looked into his and smiled. You're gorgeous, you always were. I blushed while I was in Rome. There. There was only the one man. I. I didn't. Leaning closer he gently pressed his lips to mine again, stopping me before I could finish what I was trying to say. I know. My insides did several somersaults when he said it, and I pulled back a little to gaze at him. You do? How? My fingers toyed with the last button on his shirt as I asked the question. I hadn't told him and I was fairly sure no one else knew. Because you said there was just one and I believe you. It, it was Vicenzo Clieri, my boss. You chose well then. Giggling I traced my painted nails across his chest as, for the next few minutes, we kissed longingly, our tongues playing together, as I dragged off his shirt. Now I had him bare-chested I unfastened his pants, pushing them down his thighs so my fingers could slip into his shorts and curl around his engorged manhood. I felt my bra open as Connor undid the hooks, quickly slipping the straps down my arms until it fell away to expose my modest breasts to his gaze and his wandering hands. Please, Connor, I want you. Don't make me beg. His palms raised across my sensitive nipples making me gasp and I drew him with me, keeping my hand wrapped around his tumescent prick as I led him towards my bed. I want you too, Chloe. Between kisses he whispered a response, his hands on my tits, 
mauling them gently as he teased my hardening buds into firm bullets. More than you can ever imagine. Falling back onto the bed I dragged him down on top of me, our mouths molding together again, reflecting the growing lust that we were both feeling. Traveling down my body he kissed along the line of my neck then onto my right breast, taking the already swollen teat into his mouth and suckling greedily on the tender nub. Ayaha! Fuck! I couldn't help myself and moaned softly at the sensations I felt, my spine arching upwards off the duvet in response. Switching to my other soft mound Connor continued his assault on my senses, nipping and gently biting my aching tender nipples, until he had me shivering with lust. I couldn't have resisted him even if I wanted to and when he started to trace a path down across my belly I knew I was utterly his. Hooking his fingers under the waistband of my panties he drew them down my legs, tossing them casually aside while I held my breath. Vincenzo had been an experienced cunnilinguist and taught me to appreciate the delights having my pussy eaten could bring me. I hoped Connor would do the same. Oh, Connor. I. I've. Ahahahaya. A long moan of delight escaped my lips as his tongue traced along the length of my pink crevice, leaving my neat labia parted as he worked from the back up to my swollen and sensitive clitoris. As he began to hungrily lap at my pussy, I reached for his hair, my fingers twisting in it while he alternated between teasing the throbbing bud with his tongue and probing into my slick depths to savor my juices. Oh. Oh God, oh, oh. Oh, hide. I shuddered uncontrollably my thighs clamping around his head as I came for the first time. With my eyes closed tightly I bucked my hips repeatedly upwards, delirious with lust as wave after wave of bliss rippled through me. Sated for the moment, I lay there breathing heavily, as he moved slowly upwards, his mouth slick with my juices, kissing across my belly then my breasts again until he loomed above me. Pressing the tip of his cock into my dripping entrance I felt the bulbous cock had gently prized my moist labia apart and exposed my entrance to his manhood. Should I stop? He lifted his head, looking into my eyes, and asked out I gazed back at him and bit my lower lip. Do. Do you want to? Connor grinned and shook his head. I love you, Chloe, and I want you back in my life for good. Make love to me then and make me yours. Our eyes never wavered and remained locked together as he slowly eased his hardness into my tight pussy driving every solid inch deep inside me and splitting me wide open. Feeling him enter me I remembered how it had felt the very first time we had made love, nearly seven years before, when I had asked him to take my virginity. Yes, oh yes. O'Connor, yes, yes. Gasping happily, I stared back into his blue-slash-gray eyes and gladly accepted his hard length inside me. His mouth found mine again as he began to move. Slowly at first— his backside rising and falling rhythmically, as he gently eased his manhood back and forth between my welcoming nether lips while they clung to his erection. The moist pink folds wrapping around his cock and caressing it when he drove his shaft deep into my quim and then adhering to it, trying to draw it back in, when he withdrew. With my eyes closed I savored the feeling, draping my arms around him, my painted nails clawing at his back while my long legs hooked over his. Moving in time with me he began to slam his hardness up into my body, his hips slapping mine as he drove his hard cock into my sodden pussy creating viscous squelching noises with each stroke. Oh God, Connor, don't stop. I? I'm gonna. Losing control I writhed under him, 
bucking my hips up to meet every thrust he made, my breast crushed against his chest. As my orgasm grew to a tumultuous crescendo and my core.my verbal encouragement clearly spurred him on, and redoubling his efforts, he began to piston his pulsing erection into my sex. Kuamam! It was all too much for me and I let out a shriek of delight, my slender frame tensing then undulating uncontrollably, as the ecstasy of my second climax took hold. Thrusting into me another half a dozen more times he gave up trying to hold back, and when my vaginal muscles clenched on his already throbbing organ he surrendered, and flooded my womb with a copious deposit of his seed. Breathless he rolled off me and I turned onto my side, laying my head against his shoulder and started to cry. Softly. Hey, what's up? What's wrong, Chloe? No, nothing, it was perfect. I just... I just love you so much and when I found out you and Livy... I paused unable to speak for a moment. And when I found out well I thought we might never be together. Swallowing anxiously, I turned my face up to his and kissed him lightly, knowing there were still things we both needed to talk about but not wanting the moment to end just yet. Are you hungry? I asked hopefully after a minute or two, wanting him to stay. Connor just chuckled. Are you kidding? I'm bloody starving. Happy, I jumped out of bed and, with my hand jammed between my legs to catch his cum as it dribbled out of me, I made a naked dash for the bathroom. What would you like? I yelled as I sat down. You. You can have me later. I came back in with a soppy grin on my face to pull on an old t-shirt before heading to the kitchen. I meant to eat. Still you. His grin sent a lovely feeling of warmth through me as I wandered out of the room. He joined me a couple of minutes later, wearing just his boxer shorts, and made coffee as I threw together a hasty mix of eggs, bacon, tomatoes and anything else I had in the refrigerator. After clearing up we cuddled up on my sofa and I wondered who would start the conversation. What happens now? It was Connor who gave voice to what we were both thinking that I twisted around to look at him. I want us back together. Is that possible? If it's what we both want. He didn't finish what he was saying and leant forwards and kissed the top of my head. But I never stopped loving you, Chloe, not ever. Do you want it? He grinned. More than anything. I bit my bottom lip ruefully as the tears started to run down my cheeks. I love you, Connor. We made love again that afternoon, this time taking it slowly my former boyfriend making me come three more times before he emptied another abundant amount of his man cream into my belly. Unfortunately, as we both had work the next day. Later that night he went home to his own flat leaving me to sleep alone. We had agreed to take things slowly but given our desperate passion for each other barely four weeks had gone by before we were virtually living together, either Connor staying at my apartment or me at his, not that I minded. I couldn't have been happier and I had a contented smile on my face when I strolled into work on that fateful Thursday morning. Hi, Chloe. Dennis wants to see you in his office. Amanda, our receptionist, greeted me as soon as I walked through the door. Oh, right. What's up? She shrugged. No idea. He just said to tell you to go straight up. Puzzled, I made my way upstairs wondering why he wanted to speak to me so urgently. Pushing open my boss door I stepped into his office. Hi Dennis, what's the... Stopping midway through my sentence I stared at the familiar figure sitting in front of Dennis Jameson's desk. Ciao Bella. Vincenzo Colieri stood up and smiled warmly at me. How are you? 
Looking between the two men I struggled to speak, my stomach churning as my heart rate jumped a few dozen beats a minute. What? What? I please sit down, Chloe. Dennis indicated a spare chair. Vincenzo and I need to bring you up to speed on a huge new project. I think maybe you are being excited about this, Chloe. The Italian added with a wink. Oh, right. I looked suspiciously across at my former lover wondering what was going on. We're starting up a new line. Something for the cheaper end of the high street market but with our usual high quality of workmanship. My boss began to brief me on the scheme. With that in mind Vincenzo wants to open a new factory in the north to produce the clothes and he wants you to lead the team. But I, I, struggling for words I tried to collect my thoughts. I think perhaps it is a good opportunity for you, Chloe. Vincenzo added with a smile that I knew all too well. Tonight we have dinner and talk more than we both go to Newcastle on Monday to see where we make our new factory. Yes? Air. Yes, I suppose so. I mean, a shiver went along my spine and I felt the hairs on my arms stand on end. Did he want to resume our relationship? How will I explain all this to Connor? One single thought leapt into my brain as I sat there trying to control the panic that started to well up inside me we spent another thirty minutes discussing the project and where I would fit in. The conversation doing nothing to lessen my anxiety. I would be the head of operations and design rotating my time, at least initially, between the two sites in the UK and Rome. Leaving the office, I went back to work assuming that our discussion and the plans were, for the time being, a secret. That would mean I had some time to try to work out what I was going to do doubt I had no plans for that evening so, needing to talk to Vincenzo about it all, I sent Connor a text saying I was having to stay late at work and that I would see him on the Friday evening doubt I wasn't happy not telling him the truth but until I sorted things out in my own mind it was all I could think of to do. Little work got done for the rest of the day while I sat and pondered the situation I was now in. It was a tempting offer and would be a real boost for my career but it would come at a cost, and I really wasn't sure it was one I wanted to pay. Be why the time six o'clock came round I had touched up my makeup and was waiting at my desk. More than a little unsure as to whether this was just a business meeting or if Vincenzo had other designs for me. I admired the man for sure, and after being his mistress for eighteen months I was very fond of him, but it had never been love, and it wasn't ever going. To be those feelings were reserved for someone else. The company CEO arrived just after the hour, and as it was too early for our dinner reservation he suggested we went to a rather swanky cocktail bar first out if I was unhappy about going to have dinner with Vincenzo, and lying to Connor about it my mood got even worse when we walked into Freddy's. I was sure I knew the two women sitting at the bar, and by the way they both glowered at me it appeared they felt the same. Their eyes followed us to our table and from the hostility in them I was certain they didn't like me very much. Are you excited about our plans and your new position? Vincenzo reached across the table and took hold of my hand as we sat down. About that. I started to reply. It is all right in Amorata. Once things are settled we can be together again now. Interrupting my response, he made it very clear what he was expecting before he surprised me and leant across the table to kiss me. His mouth met mine in a way I was familiar with, and taken aback, I didn't stop him. My lips automatically parting to allow his tongue to dart into between them. For those few seconds I kissed him back before, realizing what I was doing, I pulled away. Sitting back Vincenzo grinned at me. 
You see, Bambino, everything is fine now. Shell shocked at the way I had behaved I simply stared at him, unable to answer him. Predileta. What is wrong? Everything. I can't do this. I. I don't want to. Finally finding my voice I managed to stammer out a response. You are not wanting the new job, or maybe is it me? Pausing for a moment I gathered my thoughts. I would love the job, it sounds amazing, but I can't take it, I'm sorry. And us? I shook my head. We had fun Vincenzo but that's all it was. There was never really an us was there. He smiled and leant back again. It is maybe the young man you were in love with? You mean Connor? Yes, it's him. Blushing I looked across the table at him and smiled. I've got him back and... And I'm not going to lose him again. Ah, Bella Chloe. I am understanding. It is Amore, yes? Giggling I blushed again my cheeks turning scarlet. Yes, yes it is. I love him very much. Then you must do what your heart says to you. You're not angry. You're not going to fire me? He laughed. No, I am not going to. How you say? Fire you? Finishing our drinks, we stood up to leave and couldn't help but notice the two women were still sitting at the bar. Only now they were smirking at me as we went out. I still couldn't think where I knew them from and as we walked I tried to work it out. Their behavior bothered me but I eventually pushed it out of my mind when Vincenzo and I reached the restaurant and sat down to enjoy our meal as friends. The following morning, I arrived at the office in a much happier frame of mind. Settling in behind my desk the first thing I did was to text Connor saying I'd see him later, before starting work. Catching up on the things I hadn't done the previous day kept me very busy and it was lunchtime before I realized I hadn't had any response to my message. A little puzzled as to why he hadn't texted me back I was about to phone him when Claire appeared in my office. I heard about the new project. You must be really excited? She whispered conspiratorially. What? How? It's supposed to be top secret. You're joking aren't you? It's all over the office. Everyone is talking about it. Well, you can tell everyone I'm not going. I declared resolutely. What? You're turning it down? Yep. I lost Connor once when I went to Rome. I'm not going to do that again. She grinned gleefully at me. So you and he, you're properly back together now? MMHHMM. I couldn't stop myself smiling. He's practically moved in. Most of his stuff is at mine now. I hadn't really kept anyone informed of how Connor and I were getting along, wanting to keep things confidential for a while, but I couldn't resist telling my best friend about us. The simple fact of telling someone gave me a warm feeling and my tummy tightened at the thought of him. Just then my office phone rang disturbing us and ushering Claire out of the door. I forgot about making my phone call as I answered it. Work took over again and I found myself completely absorbed by what I was doing. Then before I realized that the clock was telling me it was past five and almost time to finish for the day. Bugger. I meant to call Connor. The thought struck me as I tidied my desk and I thought about ringing him before deciding it was too late now and I would see him back at home. Home. That provoked yet another warm feeling in me as I thought of the apartment being our home again and I left the office smiling to myself. Traffic seemed worse than ever and, despite my eagerness to get back to the flat, My journey took ages so it was a good 45 minutes before I put my key in the lock and opened the front door. I'm back. 
I called out to Connor. There was no reply and as soon as I stepped inside I could sense that something wasn't quite right. Everything was in its place, just as it should be, but the feeling in my gut persisted. It took me a minute or two before I realized what it was. All of Connor's things that had been in the living room that morning were no longer there. His games console, a small pile of books, his coat that had been on the back of a chair. Panicking I rushed into the bedroom to find the space I had given him in the wardrobe for storing his clothes was empty. It was the same story in the bathroom where all his personal effects, toothbrush, shaving kit, and such like were gone. Distraught I went to find my phone which was when I saw the sheet of paper on the table, a small black box resting on top of it. With my heart thumping in my chest, I picked them up and started to read. Chloe, I know all about last night and your dinner with your lover. I never imagined you as a cheating slut, but I guess that's what two years in Italy did for you. You broke my heart when you left, but at least you had the decency to break up with me before you went. Keep what's in the box. I wanted to give it to you when you told me you were leaving for Rome. Then I thought I would try again this weekend. More fool me for thinking about doing it twice. If I never see you again, it will be too soon. Connor staring at the note I read it three times, feeling the tears welling up in my eyes. How did he know? It hadn't even been twenty-four hours. I had just wanted some time to sort things out before telling him all about Vincenzo and everything that had happened the day before picking up the small black box I turned it over in my hand, a despairing sinking feeling filling me as I opened it. Inside was a solitaire white gold engagement ring. Any final threads of happiness I had vanished in a second and I felt my stomach lurch as I slumped to the floor sobbing hysterically. I don't know how long I sat. There before, somewhere in the distance, I heard my phone pinging informing me that I had a message. It could be Connor, saying he had made a mistake. Desperately hoping it was him I scrambled to my feet and grabbed the device only to sigh with disappointment when I saw the text was from an unknown number. Without really thinking I opened the message. Revenge is a bitch. The four words leapt off the screen at me but it was the three pictures beneath them that took my breath away. They were all from the previous evening and showed me in the bar with Vincenzo, one of us going to our table, one of him holding my hand and the final one was of us kissing. It was then, as I stared at the images on the screen, that I recalled the two girls watching me from the bar and I remembered where I knew one of them from. Her name was Melissa Vance, she had been a good friend of Olivia Pendleton's when we were at school and, if my guess that she had taken them was correct, clearly still was. Everything made complete sense to me and I knew that I had to speak to Connor and tell him the truth. My heart was pounding and I was struggling to breathe as I typed in his number. But instead of ringing all I got was the unavailable tone. He had blocked me. Desperate to find him I grabbed my coat and rushed around to his apartment. Just a few minutes later I found myself standing outside his flat, banging on the door, my tears streaming down my face when I got no answer. He went out earlier and I haven't heard him come back. I turned to find the old lady from the property next door had come out to see what all the noise was about. Would. Would you tell him Chloe called by and could he phone me? Of course. She smiled sweetly, looking at me with concern. Are you all right, my dear? Yeah, I'm fine. I lied. Wiping my eyes and hurrying away, my world collapsing into ruins around me. I barely slept that night and the Saturday was little better as I sat and despondently waited in vain for my phone to ring. Exhausted and miserable I cried myself to sleep once again, 
although I did eventually manage a few hours before I woke with the dawn, sitting in my kitchen. I made myself a cup of coffee and stared morosely out of the window wondering what I was going to do about Connor, when suddenly I had an idea. Leaving my drink on the table to get cold I jumped up and made for the shower. Almost an hour later, after finishing in the bathroom, I sat down, blow-drying and brushing out my hair before putting on a small amount of makeup, a little mascara, some eyeliner and lip gloss, just enough to look glamorous on a Sunday morning. That done I turned my attention to what I should wear. Settling on a pair of skin-tight jeans, an emerald green shirt and my ankle boots with the two-inch heel, I was as ready as I was going to be. Checking my appearance one last time I sighed, deciding I wasn't going to look any better in the time I had. Time. I looked over at the clock and realized it was time for me to go. My heart was already thumping frantically against my ribs and my stomach felt like I had swallowed a brick when I gathered up my jacket and bag, before pulling the door closed behind me. As I left my flat, a brisk twenty-minute walk later found me nervously approaching Maggie's coffee shop at just after half-past ten. Would he be here? Would he even speak to me? I felt sick as I pushed open the door and glanced around the cafe. A sense of relief mixed with fear ran through me when I saw Connor sitting in the corner staring unhappily into his cup. Connor! My voice was barely a whisper as I stood next to him. If I live to be a hundred I will never forget the look of hurt and loathing that filled his eyes when he looked up at me. Chloe, what the fuck? I told you, please Connor, let me explain. Nothing happened. As much as I didn't want to cry the tears were already trickling down my cheeks as I interrupted him. Fuck you, Chloe. Livy told me. Her friend took the pictures in the wine bar and Livy sent them to you to get her revenge on me for splitting you up. Showing him the message on my phone I held my breath. So, what does that prove? I never sent you those photos of Olivia, I told you that. It was Claire that did it. I babbled desperately. Please, Connor, just give me a minute to explain, and if you still don't want to be with me afterwards, then I promise you'll never see me again. The conflict on his face was obvious, and I thought he was going to simply tell me to go. Okay, five minutes and you buy the coffees. He sat back staring at me stoically, his face remaining impassive. My heart skipped a beat at the fact he was giving me a chance, and I was back a couple of minutes later with two cappuccinos. Those two minutes don't count. I tried to lighten the mood and got a feeble grin from him in return. I still have five. Why did you do it, Chloe? I thought, let me explain. Please. I interrupted him. He went quiet and took a sip from his cup. I didn't know anything about Vincenzo being here when I went to work Thursday morning. Dennis called me into his office and I was totally stunned to see him there. A nice surprise, I bet. Seeing your lover again. Please, Connor. I frowned at his intrusion. Sorry. Yes, I was his mistress, but I broke it off when I came home. It was never anything special between us. I admired him, but it was really only just sex. Pausing for a moment to collect my thoughts, I picked up my drink and took a mouthful before continuing. The company are starting up a new line and he's over here to look at setting up a factory in Newcastle. And to get you back in his bed? I couldn't miss the sarcasm in his comment. I only found that out later, when we went for dinner. You must have wanted it to, to go and have a meal with him, and then lie to me about it. It wasn't exactly a lie, I was working. 
Vincenzo wanted me to head up the design and operation of the new project, and I was supposed to be discussing it with him. Connor snorted. So when are you leaving? I'm not. I told him I didn't want the position and I wasn't going to sleep with him again either. But you kissed him. I shook my head making my long hair bounce around my shoulders. No, he kissed me. He took me by surprise and I didn't have time to react. You have to believe me, Connor. It's the truth. I love you. For a while he said nothing and just sat there studying me while my stomach churned as I dreaded what he might say. It was a couple of minutes before he finally spoke. I want to believe you, Chloe. I love you too and I can't bear the thought of losing you again, but you haven't and you won't. I promise you nothing happened. Nothing. I don't want his stupid job and I don't want him. I love you. As I said it I took the ring box out of my pocket and placed it on the table between us. And then there's this. I don't want it, Chloe. He told me sadly, staring at it. I've tried to ask you twice and both times it's brought me nothing but bad luck. Maybe it's third time lucky. I hadn't planned it but as I said it I got off my chair and knelt down in front of him. Connor McCarthy, you are the only man I will ever love. Will you marry me? Around me I could hear the buzz of conversation stop and a deafening silence settle over the whole coffee shop the few seconds that passed between the asking and the grin that slowly spread across his face will always be the longest of my life. Yeah, I will. I'd like that a lot. Tears of sheer joy flooded down my face as the cafe erupted with cheers and applause when Connor said yes and pulled me into his arms, kissing me passionately before slipping the ring onto the third finger of my left hand. I knew then that I was home for good.